Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Lexus Coach Podcast. I'm really excited to talk about your story and avoiding coach speak <laughs> on this episode um, because I think there's a reason that we got into this industry. Um, and I know that a lot of you guys have a heart to serve, but you first got benefited by coaching. And what I mean by that is like coaching changed your life first. And then a lot of us came into the industry as a coach because of the tools and the shifts that we experienced as a client. And the problem is, is when we go to sell our coaching, it becomes very hard to explain that transition. And actually I learned a lot about this from a guy named Russell Brunson. If you don't follow him, I highly recommend that you get in his world. He's an amazing internet marketer. And he talks about this idea of like techno babble. And I, I call it coach speak, right? Like the way that we talk about thought work and mindset, and that's just a thought. And there's a lot of different things that we talk about as coaches that people who aren't used to coaching are not going to get it. And so I work with a lot of coaches, obviously, and um, I help them build their business. And so when I say things like thought work or judging your thoughts, they get what that means. You guys understand what I'm talking about. But when we take coaching to people who have never been coached before, that's when it gets tricky to sell. And I, I see a lot of coaches get stuck. And this is true no matter what kind of coach you are, whether you're a law of attraction coach or a mindset coach or an energetic coach or a fitness coach or a hormone coach or a life coach. Like it doesn't really matter. There's words that you use that people won't understand or even the way you talk about coaching that people don't understand and so they won't pay you. And I feel like my number one job is to help you be successful coaches. <laughs> um, and I want to kind of talk about what I, what I see. And I'm going to tell you my own story about um, how I talk about coaching and kind of relate it to how that would look like for you, right? The reason that people buy is because of their emotions. And we know this, but we have a hard time recreating that um, for our clients when we're selling. And so you had an experience in your life you went through something that caused you to have a shift, but it was an emotional thing first, right? So I'm just gonna use hormones, for example. Uh, like if you're a hormone coach, right? Like you were maybe struggling with fatigue or brain fog, or you were all, you know, you're frustrated by not being motivated or your lack of energy or whatever, and you started doing research because you had a pain point and you started researching all sorts of things. But one day you stumbled on hormones and cycle tracking and food and understanding your inner seasons and things like that, right? Um, this is, I, I'm only choosing, I only chose that because it's kind of a hot topic <laughs> right now in the coaching industry. At least that's what keeps popping up in my feed. Um, and so anyway, you got indoctrinated into this idea of hormones and cycles, but before you started realizing all the details and all the techniques and the different ways and all the science behind everything, you realized you weren't crazy. You had an emotional experience where you, you understood yourself on a deeper, more profound level because of hormones, because of your, your cycle. And that change in you was an emotional change first, okay, where you felt better. You felt more like there was more hope. You you had better understanding of yourself. You didn't feel psycho or whatever it was. Right. And then that's what got you interested in studying it and becoming obsessed with it. The problem is, is you're selling 
everything that you're obsessed with after the emotional shift, right? The epiphany is what Russell Brunson calls it. You had that epiphany. And so then we go to the market and we talk about cycle tracking in your winter and your summer and your, you know, all the things. I'm, like I said, this is just an example. You can apply this. I'll probably go through a few examples um, because then you're trying to sell them all the cycles and all the, the science behind hormones and why they, you know, they need to understand it. But they haven't had the same emotional experience as you. And so it's really hard to sell someone on the techno babble, on the coach speak version versus the emotional version. I remember this when I was um, interested in personal development, moving into coaching. I remember I was studied Tony Robbins meaning. Like he taught, he teaches a lot of um, different things, but one of them is like, what are you making it mean? Basically, you can shift anything if you shift the focus, the meaning, and your physiological state. Right? You can get out of any pain. And so I remember my husband um, was going hunting and up to that point, I had always felt a little like the victim. Whenever he went hunting, I was like, but I wanna do something. He always gets to do what he wants to do. I stay home with the kids. I feel kind of you know, jealous and frustrated or whatever. And that had been kind of, but I didn't wanna talk about it, right? Like I never said that, it was just kind of an internal thing. Um, nothing was like bad, but it was a response that I had had for probably a couple of years into our marriage. Anyway, so I'm studying Meaning by Tony Robbins. And so Wesley had told me that he was going to go hunting. And I distinctly remember the moment when I realized I could make that mean whatever I wanted wanted it to mean. I will never forget that moment because thought work became real to me. And it changed my life because it was like, oh, I can make this mean that I'm happy for my husband. I don't have to make it mean that he doesn't care about me. I don't have to make it mean that I'm the victim, that I'm stuck at home. I can be excited for him. And in a moment, my life changed. But up until that point, like if someone were to tell, tell me, change your thoughts, like that wouldn't have hit me. Does that make sense? So like, it wasn't about change your thoughts, change your life. Like, okay, like that sounds great. But like, how do I do that in that moment, that emotional response I had, like I got it and coaching thought work, mindset work all became very real to me. And it was so emotional because it set me free. It allowed me to take my power back in my every relationship. It allowed me to see that I was responsible for every emotional experience I had. And not, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but it reminded me how powerful I am. And I will, like, I literally will never forget where I was. I was sitting on the couch in my downstairs house or in my, in the downstairs of my house when I lived in Sparks, Nevada. And I was walking up the stairs when it hit me that I could take my power back by changing the meaning of something, changing the thought in my head about the situation. Like that's the story that I tell people when I, I go into more detail about how I shifted the meaning. But when I talk about thought work, that's the story I share, right? That's when it first hit me. And so what's your story, the emotional story, not the techno babble, not the science, not the, the details or the vocabulary we use as coaches, right? I'm going to give you a few other examples. Let's say you're a fitness coach and you coach macros, right? You had a moment where you were, you know, you were trying to lose weight or you're trying to build muscle or something. You were trying to change your physiology of your body. And there was this moment where you got it and it was not about the science. It was an emotional thing. I almost promise you um, that like it was an emotional thing that made you get, you geeked out on, on macros, right? Let's say you had been stuck, not able to lose weight for years. And then you take, you know, you take a free class or you stumble upon, you know, an article, you know, however we do it or a podcast or whatever. 
and you have this emotional experience where you realize macros, like maybe you're listening to a story or you started even macro dieting maybe, or not dieting. It's it's not a diet. It's a, it's just a way of um, understanding food. Um, let's say you had been tracking your macros and you like realize that you could still eat ice cream. You could still, you know, enjoy pizza with your family when you planned it ahead of time. You could still live the lifestyle you want and you saw the numbers on the scale going down and your pants fit tighter uh, or something like that or pants fit better or whatever it was, right? You had this moment where you realized this works. This works. Like I'm loving my life and it's working. And you had this like emotional experience where you were sold on macro counting. You saw that macros was a way to hit any goal you wanted without giving up the food you loved. And it was a transformational experience and you got hooked on macros. You couldn't stop talking about it, right? The problem is, is if you go to the marketplace and try to start talking about protein and carbs and fats and the ratios and the details of the workouts to people who aren't already in the macro world, it's not going to hit home for them. You need to meet them where they are with an emotional story. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because I want to help you guys sell coaching. (laughs) We need coaching in the hands of more people, right? We need to be able to sell our coaching, but in order to do this, you need to harness the power of story. You need to harness the power of telling stories emotionally. Um, There's a story that I tell about when I was a new coach, and maybe you've heard me talk about it. I was, um, I had tried a lot of things online because I needed to make money online. I needed to be able to make ends meet for my family. And so I tried selling on eBay. Like I sold all sorts of stuff on eBay. I sold all sorts of stuff um, on Amazon even. I I did that Amazon. I can't remember what it's called, but I would go to the store, buy a product, I would scan it, and notice that it was sitting on Amazon for more money, right? So I'd buy it from the store and sell it on Amazon. I got screwed a couple of times. So that's a story for another day. And I was just doing like weird stuff. And then I found blogging and then I found VIP kid and VIP kid was more sustainable. So I started teaching English to Chinese kids. And then I started a blog called Growing in Grace. Some of you guys have been with me since Growing in Grace, which is so cool. Um, but I, I started a blog thinking I would monetize it with ads and all sorts of stuff that is just not a good fit for me. Um, but anyway, I got started, right? And then that's how I started life coaching. And then from life coaching, life I started life coaching life coaches. And then I started business coaching life coaches. And here I am on this podcast, right? Like, but there was a moment where I didn't believe in coaching. There was a, before I understood this world, I had an emotional experience of coaching, like where I, I, I can remember it. Like I was reading a book called Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And Um, I flipped it over and I real, cause like I had been like life coaching like a little bit, but I was kind of nervous to call myself a life coach. So I was, I was dabbling. Right. But I remember reading on the back. I still remember where I was in my house, right? Like emotional experiences are like that. Like I was reading the book. I was kind of leaning on the kitchen counter and I was stressed because like the eBay thing was not working out. The Amazon thing was not working out. I hated waking up early for VIP kid, but I was doing it to make ends meet And on the back of this book, someone called Rachel Hollis a life coach. She had no certifications. She only, I don't like, I think she just graduated high school. I had a degree in psychology and it clicked for me that anyone could become a life coach and be very successful at it. Cause Rachel Hollis was very successful and it gave me the belief. It gave me the shift I needed to be like, this is a legitimate industry that I could enter into and create a lot of money, create a lot of success for my family 
And it's something that I love. And then I just kept getting reaffirmed that over and over by my friends, by my family. They would just like would bring it up. Like you should be a life coach. <laughs> and like, it just like kept coming up. And I was like, yes, like this is for me. But that moment is when I really believed in the power of this industry of self-help. And from there, everything started taking off, right? And so depending on how what I'm selling, I need to pick a story that gives my clients that like that um, experience that I went through to have the breakthrough. I cannot sell the science of coaching, all you know the details about how your thoughts create your results, especially if you're if you're selling to people who have no idea what coaching is, who have no idea what macro counting is, who have no idea what cycle tracking is, right? Who have no idea what you know law of attraction coaching is, like or whatever you're doing. Like it's so important to see that the reason bite is because of an emotional epiphany, not because of the science, not because of the details, not because of the nerdiness that we get into when we, when we get become obsessed, like there was a period of time where all I talked about was online business <laughs> because I loved it so much. And I was so amazed at the possibility of this industry, but like other people are like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And it's like, no, no, no. Don't you understand? Like you could start a business and start making money today if you wanted to. And I was just obsessed. And then I realized like not everyone wants it, but the right people, when I tell them the right story, they are hooked. They're sold. They understand the power that this industry has, right? The same is available for you when you tell the right story. Okay. And it's so important that you understand. So if you, if you have the time, I mean, I would make the time, take some time to write down your story. How did you find whatever you're doing today? There's a reason that you got into it. And I promise it's an emotional moment, even just a moment where you got hooked, you got sold on what you're currently doing. And if you can tell that story in, in powerful ways and then make, you know, make the call to action powerful about why that's what they need, it will work because you gave them the emotional moment, the emotional experience that you had when you entered into the niche. Okay. So especially if you're selling coaching to people who don't know what coaching is, like don't use words like thought work or change your mindset. Thoughts create your results. Um, if, uh, or, whatever it pertains to your niche, right? If you're helping people check their cycle, be very careful about when you're selling something, if you're selling the science or the the nerdiness, the details of what you do, sell the emotional shift that they need to believe in it. Um, tell them the story, tell them the talk crazy, right? Like, like what we talked about earlier. And I think there's a lot of resources um, on this, even for free. Like, I think I read this in a book. <laughs> the first time I understood the, the epiphany bridge, which Russell, Russell Brunson teaches. Um, but other people teach the same thing, right? Like, you have to get them into to a certain emotion because emotion drives our results. And you know that as a coach. But I think we forget that when we are selling, that we actually need to create that experience for our clients. The best salespeople in the world know how to tell powerful stories. Prove me wrong. If you can think of someone who's not a good storyteller who makes a lot of money, send me their information because I would love to see it. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, once upon a time, like that's not the kind of story I'm telling you, but like, especially in the coaching industry, the coaches who kill it are the ones who share their personal experiences in really powerful ways even if it's just to one person on a consult, right? Even if it's, you know, privately on, you know, a webinar, it doesn't really matter. It can be on social media. It can be a webinar. It can be a face-to-face conversation. I promise the people who are making the most money just know how to harness the power of storytelling. 
And this is a skill that you can learn. This isn't just something that's reserved for people who are very animated. <laughs> this is, or extroverts. Like one of the things that I got caught up in early on in my business is like, well, I'm an introvert. Like I don't really like to talk to people, but yet here I am recording this podcast, you know, years later. Um, I totally think there's a place for introverts online because you can do it your way. But I also know that it doesn't matter who you are. You can learn how to tell stories. You can learn to tap in to the emotional state that you experienced when you got into your niche, whatever it is, whether it's high performance or fitness or business coaching. The reason that I love business coaching is because of how I learned about online business and I geeked out about it, right? Like I remember when I, when I started studying online business and I saw the potential of this industry and how it could change, like it sounds cheesy, but how it could change the world. I really believed in it. And so when I combined life coaching with business, it just made sense for me to coach life coaches because I love funnels. I love email marketing. I like geek out on copywriting. I geek out on making a good offer and money mindset and, you know, like all the business stuff. But I also, as you guys know, love the mindset and spirituality and higher levels of consciousness and all of that stuff. And for me, blending it and I can bring that to my clients, like that's where the magic is for me. So I have a powerful story for all the things that I shifted into in my life and in my business. You guys do too. It's not that they don't exist, right? You just have to remember them and flesh out the details so that you know how to tell it in a powerful way um, to your audience. And this just takes practice, right? Like I still am practicing, like this is a practice session, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm interested to see your feedback or like if I get any DMs about this or if people share the podcast, right? Like that tells me that this was a good episode and that's a story, right? And so I'm constantly testing and tweaking like a good marketer should <laughs> to see what works and what doesn't. And you guys should be doing the same thing. And that's my invitation to you is like, how can you tell better stories online? Um, because I think that that is a skill that you can learn and practice and get better at. And this will make you a lot of money because people don't care what you know. People care about the shift you made to get to where you are. So your before and your after, how did you get there? That's your story. How did you know? How did you find this new way of thinking or being or doing that's going to influence their life? That's what they're interested in. Especially for women, I feel like we're very emotional creatures. Men are too but stories are what sell. And because you opted into being an entrepreneur, because you opted in to being a coach, you also opted into becoming a salesperson. And so learn to tell stories, learn to sell with stories. I think it's such a powerful thing to remember, like you don't have to be great at the beginning, you just have to keep trying and tweaking. Um, well, that was one of the most encouraging things that I experienced at the beginning of my coaching business was like, I just have to keep going. I just have to keep trying things and eventually I will get it. That is the story of every entrepreneur that I love to follow. They struggled. They didn't have things work out. Um, they tried things. They changed things. Like if you guys have been following me long enough, you know, I've changed things along the way. You guys have know I've shifted things. And that's like this, your story too, because I keep getting better. I keep getting clear about who I'm meant to serve and how I can serve them. And I just keep telling those stories of how I grew and what changed for me and what new insight I have. And so I just want to challenge you, like go tell your story, find that moment that everything shifted for you where you got it in a profound way first and then go tell that story. And that's how you sell them on coaching. That's how you sell them on whatever offer you have right now. 
It is not through techno babble. It is not through coach speak. It is through that emotional shift you experienced. Okay. Um, hopefully this helps you sell a lot of coaching. If it does, let me know. <laughs> if you like this episode, let me know. If you have a coach friend that you can share this with, please spread the word. I would love that so much. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening and I will talk to you soon. Hey, I hope you loved today's episode. If you're ready to grow your coaching business with high level, higher ticket clients, I'd love to invite you to join my business program, Pro Coach. It's my lifetime membership program to help you craft, market, and sell your coaching packages to aligned, high level clients. Find out more at itsambersmith.com forward slash program. I'll talk to you soon.